From our creative studios here in Northern California, you are listening to the Rockstar Mentor Podcast, and I am your host, Sonia Paz. Welcome to the Rockstar Mentor Podcast, the podcast to inspire you and bring the kickstart you need to crush it in the art industry. We'll bring you creative insights, inspiring interviews, valuable resources, and art marketing, along with decades of experience to provide you the strategic approach to unleash your creative talents and rock your inner entrepreneur. Now, your creatively energetic host, Sonia Paz. Hey there, everyone. You are listening to the Rockstar Mentor Podcast, and I am your host, Sonia Paz. If this is your first time tuning into the podcast, I want to welcome you. If you are one of our loyal followers and you have survived this last past weekend of doing crazy shows and getting your artwork out there for Black Friday or what is it, Small Business Saturday or even Cyber Monday, then have no fear because you have tuned into the right podcast channel. Now, for those of you that are new to the podcast, allow me to introduce myself. Like I said, my name is Sonia Paz. I am a fine artist and entrepreneur, and I started this podcast specifically with you in mind. I have shown from small church craft shows all the way to Art Expo International in New York City. And this journey has been a wild and crazy one. However, I wouldn't trade it in for the world. I've been doing this now full-time for almost 20 years. I've been creating artwork my entire life. I have done everything. I have been a florist. I have been a cake decorator. I have been a um, car salesperson. I've answered telephones for large companies. I've been quality assurance on at Adobe and Photoshop products back in the 90s. I've worked for Claris, Microsoft, Apple back in the day. And I will tell you that my career in doing all of these different facets of art, design, creativity, um, sales, marketing, and everything else, all rolled into one, I always say it's like a little roll of sushi. You've got all these different flavors wrapped into one thing that really just outputs a genuine journey in my career and doing what I'm doing. So when I created this podcast, rest assured that I have all of the expertise and experience that is necessary for me to feel confident enough to give you the advice. And you will learn in this episode coming up here today, episode 80, that I have a small treat for you. One of my very good friends and fellow artists, Ed Heck, is going to be on the show today. And Ed and I have a similar background and a very similar style, as well as very very similar passion for doing what we're doing, and that's to bring smiles to people's faces and to allow ourselves to open up and make you feel great with our artwork. Now, before we get started, I want to see how many people survived this last weekend. This has been a crazy, crazy weekend. We've had Thanksgiving, and I don't know if many of you were doing any cooking or prepping or making food or just showing up at families' homes and taking a dish to share. But the last several days has been a wild ride. At least it's been a wild ride for me. And I'll tell you a little bit why. Now, we always go to my parents for Thanksgiving. Our family is pretty small. I have one brother and he is married. And his wife, he and his wife came to Thanksgiving. Of course, my my parents who 
we do this at their house because it's easier for them to just lay low and not have to be traveling anywhere. So I have two sons. They came for Thanksgiving as well. My husband and I, and then my uncle, my mother's brother, he came to join us. And then my, um, my, my younger son's girlfriend, she also joined us for that day. And it was really nice. It was really fun, just real low key, good time to catch up and just have food, have great conversation and sort of chill. But then came Friday. <laughs> and of course, it's, um, you know, I don't have the retail store anymore. I had a gallery back in the day and that was really crazy. This is this was a really crazy weekend way back then. But we're prepping for I had a lot of online specials. We had some free shipping. What is it? Black Friday through Cyber Monday. So I just kind of rolled all of the specials and the online sales all into one thing just for the ease of everything. Because just when you think that it's going to be safe to exit the building and not get too stressed out, I have been in the process of downsizing my office. And I will tell you that it is nothing but absolute craziness. And just a little side note, if you need any art supplies, if you need jewelry findings, if you need canvases, if you need moldings for framing, if you need pre-cut mats, don't buy them. Check me out first. Call me first. My number will be at, at the bottom of this podcast show notes. So please, I'm having a mega sale. Just a shameless plug right there. But seriously, I think I've mentioned this in previous podcasts that artists, we don't throw anything away. So yet again, trying to downsize things, get rid of shelving, get rid of display cases, just trying to make things a lot less complicated and... So I'm on this purging mode right now, which is really good. Good for me. And if you're interested in any of these items, good for you. But seriously, if everyone had a great Black Friday, Small Business Saturday and Cyber Monday, I want to applaud you. And if you didn't get the sales you thought, don't worry about it. It's totally fine. This is you breaking out of your shell. This is you getting out there, selling your wares, and making your presence known. Now, that not only goes for in-person sales, but this also goes on for online sales. And hopefully you've been listening to the podcast long enough to where you can actually start taking a lot of my advice and start working the way that I'm telling you to work to guarantee yourself a lot more visibility, more confidence in the way that you're selling to your customer base, to the folks that wear your jewelry or collect your artwork or wear your wearable art or what have you. You're doing the right thing. And tuning into this podcast is just reinforcing that you are on the right path and that you are going to really, really rock it. Now, as I had mentioned, I have a treat for you today. My good friend and fellow artist Ed Heck out of Brooklyn, New York is on the show today. He and I are going to talk to you and I want you to listen up on how we met, what our visions are as far as our artwork and how we move past just paintings. And this conversation will give you a good insight that never give up, keep doing what you're doing and enjoy the journey in the process. So without any further ado, I would love to welcome Ed Heck on the show today. Hey, Ed, how are you doing today? Great, Sonia. Thanks for having me. 
Yeah, no, I'm, this is long, long time overdue. And um, gosh, we go way back. I want to say 2005 or 2006 at Art Expo International in New York. At least. I, yeah, I started doing, um, I did my first Art Expo in 1999. So, Wow. Did you do them consistently from 99 on? Um, I pretty much did. I missed one or two years uh, in between, but most of the time I was there every year. Oh, wow. And I see from your website that you are also going to be in Art Ex- at Art Expo again coming in 2018 in March? Um, I think the one this year is in April, but my, my website has to be updated. <laughs> Oops. Sorry. My mistake. No worries. No worries. It's, um, so this is, this is a, an annual event for you pretty much, isn't it? Yes. And gosh, when we met, I, I, I only did it for two years. I did it in 2005 and 2006. And for me, because it is, I don't get to travel from Brooklyn where you're located. I have to come all yeah. the way across. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the, the, um, the process of getting everything out there ended up being kind of a, a bit of a financial killer. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit of a hassle too, having to ship all of your work. Cause I, I think you also did the Las Vegas art expo once and I did that also. And it, it was a hassle for me shipping everything to Vegas and then, you know, traveling there. So it's, it's much easier when I live, you know, across the water here. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. We did the Vegas one in, oh gosh, that, I think that was 2006 or seven something. So mm-hmm. we actually being in Northern California and it was maybe an eight or nine hour drive. It wasn't horrible, but you know, we were able to pack the car. So it was an expense saver all the way around. But yeah. anyway, so I know that my listeners love having other artists on the show and they love listening to how other artists have reached their journey or have traveled through the journey to not only have the opportunity to paint and create and to sell your work, but also to just, you know, just do the whole thing, publishing. And I know you've done books and you've done pillows and suitcases and my dog still has some of your um, published dog toys from way back in the day. So tell us, how long have you been painting, and what inspires you as an artist? Well, I've been painting as long as I can remember, but the particular pop art style, which I have become known for, I did my first art expo um, to reveal that work in 1999, as I said. Um, I was working at the American Museum of Natural History doing completely different type of work. I was um, doing scientific illustration, very detailed um, stuff, uh, uh, the Department of Vertebrate Paleontology. And they really wouldn't let me draw the way I draw now at the museum. But that was the first uh, time I exhibited this work. And I, I, I've gone to Art Expo, I think, since I was like around 12 years old. Um, I started going in there and I always wanted to do Art Expo. But I didn't know what I would do there. And then when I started doing this, um, the pop art, which I do now, which was um, originally inspired by, um, I love how young children draw. So that was originally how I was inspired. I was trying to draw like a young child where, where every small child will draw without considering the end result or what anyone will think about. And I tried to tap into that. And that's kind of where this work was born. Wow. That's awesome. Now you do have a distinct style and I love that for me, my thing is all about the smooth lines, but you have some very organic, more rigid lines. And I love that. Tell us how you evolved into that. Well, those lines, um, 
they are organic because I, I start all of my work um, in a sketchbook. I carry around a small sketchbook, which was one of the greatest um, pieces of advice that I got from a, an instructor when I went to the School of Visual Arts when I was in college um, about always carrying a sketchbook with you. Because, you know, during the day, you're walking around and you get influenced by things everywhere. And, you know, at least 10 times a day, I'd have an incredible idea that I thought was genius. And then by the time I got home, it fell out of my head. So I always keep a sketch, you know, a sketchbook with me so I can make little notes and it's really come in handy. But um, originally when I started trying to do the, um, the first piece I was trying to do was just like, a, a, you know, inspired by children's drawing. So I was trying to do this childlike drawing and I was doing sketches for it. And then I realized if I, you know, try to do a finished piece from my sketches, I kind of lost the spontaneity of it. So now my, my quick initial sketch is my finish. So I do these little drawings in this little sketchbook with this one pen that bleeds just enough, but not too much and make quick drawings. And I end up doing thousands of these drawings. And then I will go back and look at my sketchbook. And it's kind of like, I feel like I've, I didn't even do the drawings and I'm just discovering somebody else's and I'll pick out drawings that I think will make great paintings. And then I would blow the, blow those up and the, the wiggle or the organic look of my line is kind of how um, the pen bleeds when you know you really look close up, how it bleeds on the texture of the paper. And that's where my line was born from. You know, it's, it's not from drinking too much coffee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's, that's what's, I think, really, really appealing. And um, I have the fortunate opportunity to own one of yours. Um, you and I had, I actually had a, an exhibit in, I think it was 2009 and you had, you were part of that exhibit. You weren't able to participate in it. I mean, you know, personally come out, but you had, um, it was a humane society one and you had shipped out a variety of different pet paintings and that's how I acquired looking cool. And, um, we actually traded. Yeah. I was going to say, I have one of yours. <laughs> yeah. The, I think it's called Wizard of Paws. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so that's always the bonus of having artist friends who whose yeah. work you like and vice versa. And um it hangs in our living room. I'm going to make sure that I post a photo of that in the or link to it in the show notes so you can oh. you can tell them. And Mark and I, we always collect artwork from artists that we like. So we we have a we have an agreement. We have to both like the artwork for it to go in the house. Other <laughs> word, otherwise er, we would have very Everything in the house would be very dark and macabre, and everything would be very, you know, traditional. It, for that's Mark's kind of thing. So we have to agree on it. So you've made the cut, and you're hanging there <laughs> along with Ivan Earl and uh, Mary Madrano and a, a variety of other other artists. Um, yeah. So you have your work, of course, lends itself amazingly well to products. Like I'd mentioned, you had the the dog, the squeaky toys, and I've seen mm. luggage. And how how do you like working with publishers? And do you find it rewarding, or you know, how much involvement in that process do you have? Well, I I really enjoy, um, I guess, the commercial part of. It. I mean, I know some some artists might be offended by commercialism, but. I've always liked commercialism. I like yeah. things on mugs. <laughs> so I always, and I, the part that I enjoy the most about what I do is that it, it does lend itself to a lot of different areas. So it's, you know, it's never boring what you're doing. Cause I never know, you know, where it's going to take me. Like you said, dog toys. I mean, 
you know, I never imagined that I'd have dogs chewing on my artwork, you know, keeps you <laughs> humble, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's dog toys. We got, you know, skateboards. I got a new line of backpacks coming out. We have diaper bags, lunch totes, um, kinds of uh, home goods like bedding and stuff. So right. I really enjoy that part because it gives you, you know, different challenges and, you know, seeing the stuff applied to different mediums is, you know, always a good thing. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, and I, I know what you're saying when people say, wow, you know, you've kind of sold out my response, you know, to public or to not even not only being published, but to have created, you know, a variety of different products. And I think, well, sold out, to, what does that mean? I mean, in today's day and age, it's getting mm-hmm. it out to the masses, whether it's a coffee. Yeah, mug I mean, I or, never, yeah. Yeah. I never got that thing. The thing with, you know, music, if it's popular, then it's not good for some reason. You know, if it appeals to a mass audience, I don't understand why that's not a good thing. I know. More, more people like something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it, um, it's great. And all I can say is I, I wish I had one of your diaper bags when my kids were little because I would have totally rocked the mom circuit. <laughs> I'm not... no, it's, it's too late for me to use it myself yeah. now. But, but also you could take the insert out, the diaper insert, and it's a, just a cool bag. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Now, um, when you do different events like Art Expo and other and, and other events where you're showcasing your artwork, what do you what do you learn each time you do it? I mean, for me, I learned just sort of what the different markets were and what items to bring and what different things. And you have such a variety. What things do you, what do you walk away from each show, sort of understanding and learning that might be different? Well, I mean, you you always learn something new every time. I mean, when I was I've done art expo so many times that I I kind of learned, you know, the ins and outs, how to get in there, how to get out. You know, from the first the first year it was like a nightmare. I ended up getting directed by the police, you know, to the back, um, and spent like seventy uh, hours online waiting to get in, and then you only have one day to set up, and you're stressing out. But then I learned, you know, just go in, just pull out your stuff, bring it in. Don't worry about it. And, you know, I learned the same thing about getting out, you know, so just the little ins and outs of things and, you know, everything they tell you not to do, just do it. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. I just remember being in those giant at the Javits. That's do they I don't think they still have it at the Javits. It's changed venues. No, it moved. It moved down um, by the piers now. Right. It moved out of the Javits like five or six years ago. Right. Because I mean, I think just I mean, it's also I think with the the internet and everything. I don't know if it's that, but people don't feel they have to go out to see the new work or what. And Art Expo is getting smaller and smaller every year. Right. Um, and it, even the trade seemed to disappear. Those two, it used to be two days of trade. And and now everyone just comes in and says they're trade, but they're not really trade. So. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, there's, um, I know that at the Javits, everything was a giant, ugh. A giant deal, you know, just to carry a box yeah. to FedEx. Oh, mm-hmm. oh I'm sorry. We oh, have yeah. to do that. Well, you know, you have yeah. to pack that up yourself. Oh, no, you can't pack that up yourself. We have to do it. And, but if you just start doing things, less questions, the better. Just I'm just letting yeah. our viewers know mm-hmm. if you're going to do anything like that. Don't don't say I said so. But yeah, yeah. I'd rather <laughs> ask for, for forgiveness than permission because permission seemed to cost. There was always a price tag associated associated with it. So yeah. uh, probably. People at Javits are going to come after me looking, what are you telling people that for? (laughs) (laughs) 
So, um, so yeah, I am. Uh, yeah, your work is is amazing, and I find different things really. I mean, amazing things with your titles, and you're big on Instagram, and I'll see that you post a lot of things. So you get. Do you find that the title is what drives the art, or do you think of the art and then think the title up later? It kind of it kind of works both ways for me. Sometimes I'll you know as soon as I come up with the image, I have the title, or I'll have the title first and then the image. Or sometimes it works the other way around. You know, it's, there's no one formula. Um, but I do I do on Instagram and Facebook a lot, which I I didn't do in the beginning, but I have learned that it's it's very helpful. I actually had um. A lot of people would ask me, oh, are you on Facebook? And I'm like, no, you know, that's just uh, one of those things that's on the list of things I don't have time to do. Right. Um, but then my editor at um, uh, Penguin, where I do children's books, um, told me, you know, you really got to get on Facebook. Every time I post many images, I get so many hits. And that's the way everyone, you know, promotes things now. So I decided to give myself a project instead. So what I would do is um, originally when I got on Facebook, I would, as soon as I come in the studio in the morning, I would create an image and then put it up on Facebook and then I would get off. Um, but I actually found that it's really helped and I've sold a lot of work through Facebook alone. Right. Which I was surprised with artwork. I mean, I think the whole industry, but like I was saying before, I don't know about the internet, having people feel they don't have to go out to see stuff in person, but I'm amazed at how much artwork can be sold online. Yes. And I think, you know, it's, it's a good thing and a bad thing. It kind of hurts, you know, the brick and mortar galleries but i think that's the whole way retail is going yeah you know and i know there's galleries have i think they've had a real challenge with being undersold mm-hmm. or undercut now yeah for me is the things that i sell on my website or the things that i sell on facebook or through facebook or instagram or that i'm promoting i always i have it caught i have it priced more than what the galleries so i'm not competing with them mm-hmm. If yeah. I, if I do have something, if I'm going to have a studio sale, I, you know, it's a, it's a double-edged sword. Do you, do you have to get permission from them or do you just, you know, do you just sell things at your studio sale? And a lot of that stuff is kind of more local unless you're willing to ship it, which I mean, I ship worldwide mm-hmm. as, as you probably do. And, yeah. and, um, it's you know, why, why can I make a sale and make a few hundred or a few thousand dollars just, you know, getting, you know, doing my own promotion? Because what my experience is you try to get them to do extra promotions and it's not one of their big things or, you know, it's, it seems like it takes an act of Congress. <laughs> Maybe I'm working <laughs> with some stuffy galleries. I don't know. But it just, yeah. um, it just seems to be, I think some of them are loosening up a bit. and. Mm-hmm even doing some of the art expos and the trade shows where we were looking for retailers about 10 years ago to carry our products, specialty boutiques and that type of thing. People would come into the booth and say, Oh, well, your name's on the back of this. So we can't carry it in our shop. And I said, well, why does it matter? Well, because people go to your website and I had the quick response of, well, yeah, but if you, if they buy it from us, they have to pay shipping and, and the price is more. And some people, and, you know, it is 10 years ago, so it was different back then. But, you know, hey, you know, it's, you got to do what you got to do, you know? you know. Yeah, it's, it's always a balancing act, especially with galleries. I, I've gotten that, too. Like, some galleries would want to, you know, take my name and stuff off the back of the stuff. And I'm like, you know, people can 
just Google me and they could find me very easily. Yeah, you know? I know. It's not a big deal. And I try to always, if people contact me directly, I will always ask where they are. And if there's a gal- local gallery, I'll put them in touch with the gallery. Right. Now, unless they're in an area where there's no gallery, then I'll sell it to them directly. Like I even have a lot of clients from Europe and I'll always direct them to the galleries over there. And I tell them, you know, you buy it from me, you're going to have to pay a lot of shipping and that, and you know, the galleries over there already have it. So you'll save, you know, on shipping at least. Right. Right. Yeah. I know it's, and I think you and I are just marketeers from the get go. And so it's kind of, there's, and that's, that's, I'm finding that more and more, that's a rare thing. And that's one of the reasons I started the podcast was to yeah. help artists who don't really know where to start or which avenue or even how to talk to customers. And mm-hmm. I have good friends yeah. who've been artists for, for years, I mean, decades, and they're scared to death to talk to the end, you know, the, the consumer. But I think you and I are pretty, mm-hmm. we're pretty, you know, out there, <laughs> a good out there. Well, like I, I told you when I spoke to you earlier that, um, I mean, I've listened to your podcast and that, and I, I wish that I had a resource like this when I was starting out because actually sometimes among artists too, they're very secretive about, you know, money and sales and stuff. So sometimes it's, it's hard to get the information and now, you know, stuff like this is out there. It's, it's much easier. Right. It is. And there's, you know, a lot of great resources and, you know, the, the power of the blogs and the power of um, podcasts and YouTube and everything is, yeah. Hey, I learned how to fix my sink from YouTube, you know, it's, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I'm, I'm, I wish, you know, in retrospect, I'm, you know, what, okay. So one of the things that I started to do when I started this podcast a year and a half ago was to overcome fears. And I thought if I'm going to teach artists how to overcome fears, I better overcome fears on just being on video and hearing myself. Mm -hmm. So I had to get over that. And the funny thing is, is that tools like Facebook Live, I can get on there all day long. But if you pre-record me with a video camera right in my face, no, no, not, not, not comfortable. That's, (laughs) that's a bit outside my comfort zone. But when I do live videos, oh yeah, it's, the gloves are off and I'm out there and it's crazy. But with that said, I wish I had started doing, I wish I had started my YouTube channel, you know, years ago, because now it's just really, really um, snowballed. And, you know, people are, have channels and have gotten great views and have a following. And, Mm -hmm. you know, when I started doing the podcast, I thought, okay, I'll start off with the podcast first and then work myself into doing maybe a bigger, better channel. And, Still working on it because <laughs> a podcast and, and everything keeps me pretty busy and commissions. Yeah. So with, with the mentioning commissions, do you do commissioned artwork for others? Um, what do you mean for you know, special, um, clients directly? Yeah, special orders and that type of thing. Yeah, when if time permits, I'll, I'll take um, personal commissions and stuff. It depends on, you know, how many shows I have to prepare for and stuff. But most of the time I, I try to do that as much as I can. Cause I, I like, you know, dealing directly with people sometimes. Right. You get, sometimes. you get a good idea of what they like. <laughs> well, well, well yeah, yeah, sometimes, sometimes it's not good. Oh, no, no, but when you interact with, you know, customers personally, like a lot of times I send off stuff to galleries and, you know, people buy them and I never know where they end up, you know, where their new home is, you know, so sometimes it's nice to know the people that, you know, get the paintings and where the paintings and end up, you know, 
and get their, you know, feedback. Sure. That's the other good thing about like Facebook and that you get, you get immediate feedback where we, we weren't able to do that before. Right. Right. And, um, it's funny you should mention that because I, I think you and I put things out as a finished product and you get great mm-hmm. feedback. I had a, somebody had wrote to me a few months ago and said, Hey, I'm always asking for feedback on Facebook and I'm not getting the answers that I'm really happy with. And I wrote her back. I said, well, what do you mean? What, what kind of questions and what kind of, she said, well, I put things out and ask people, what do you think? And I said, no, never. <laughs> what mm. you do is you put it out and say, check it out, you know, because yeah. you're almost giving people permission to give a critique and no, they can buy it yeah, and then they can critique a, it. Yeah. Sometimes that's a double-edged sword. I mean, sometimes you get too much information, then it'll change what you're doing, which you have to be careful of sometimes. Yeah. Well, it gets stifling, I think, you know. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, no, it's, it's awesome. Now, I'm noticing also on your Facebook page, which for our viewers out there, just go to Facebook and you'll type in Ed Heck and you'll get Ed's amazing mm-hmm. page. So um, the Random Acts of Art Tell us a little bit yeah. about that project. Well, that, that started out of um, an idea I had for a show that which never materialized that I was going to do with some other artist, and we were going to leave work leading up to the show. But I always um, I try to give away a certain amount of artwork um, each year um, to people. I mean, I, I don't you know put that out there usually, but it's usually if someone likes the work and stuff, and then you know certain situations and I, I work with a lot of charities so I donate a lot of work and I was kind of looking to form like an umbrella to put all of the charity stuff and everything on there so I came up with random acts of art and what I do with that is I take either prints or even originals and I will leave them in different locales and with a little sticker on the back that just says it says free art and you know random acts of art logo and it says please take this free piece of art with my compliments and enjoy it all I ask that you pass it on with your own random act of kindness you know kind of you know, pass it on and, and hopefully it'll have a, a ripple effect. And it actually, it, it's gotten a lot more response than I even, you know, thought I would get. I had people, you know, who found it and would track me down. I had this couple that um, actually came from Florida and were visiting New York. And the morning before I went to my gallery, I dropped off, you know, a piece in New York City. And it happened to be a, um, one with a heart in it that had something, you know, a, a love theme to it. And this couple came from Florida to elope. It was both their second marriages and they came to elope and they found it in New York. And the, the woman actually uh, knew of my work. Um, so they tracked me down, tracked down my gallery and came to the gallery. And um, I had just left the gallery. So the, the manager called me up and said, Oh, that couple found your piece and just came. And so I said, I'll come back. So I came back and met them. And, you know, it's just a lot of stories like that that are coming out of it that I didn't plan on. And now um, the one that you just mentioned that you saw on Facebook um, probably today, I'm doing a little project within random acts of art and it's called take heart and what i'm doing is i'm doing um so far i've painted almost 200 original hearts on eight by eight inch canvases and i'm launching a thing called take heart and i'm going to be leaving these hearts all over my goal is to do a thousand wow that's awesome leave them leave them all over different places and also i give them to some people in person and i just sent 10 of them down to um a friend of mine in Florida who has this um, school down there and they have a big art event, um, I think next week in Florida. So he's going to you know, leave them out there or give them to people, whatever his choice is. Very cool. Now, when you say leave them, where are you putting these? 
Well, I usually I'll just you know go to different locales. Like I just I just left someone. I was in Germany recently. Um, just in different places, I'll leave, you know where I think is a good spot. I'll leave a piece of artwork and for someone to find. Or if I run into someone, and you know, at an event or something, and I want to give them one personally, I'll just give it to them personally. Right. Wow. That's pretty cool. Well, you make it out to California, or if you want to ship any out here, <laughs> I'd be happy to kind of place them. Well, I mean, well, I'm actually hoping to go, you know, and, and make it globally and actually get some other. I've had inquiries from other artists. How can they get involved? So I said, let me get this going first, and I'm going to start bringing in some other artists and and do this. Yes. Yes. No. Gosh, I'd love to do that too. I mean. I have so much art, you know, and, <laughs> and it's not doing a lot of good sitting in flat files in my studio, but, um, but this is definitely very cool because you're allowing someone to take it and mm-hmm. it's a feel good thing. I mean, gosh, with, with everything yeah. kind of going on, this is, mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of, it's a real big win for someone who discovers these. And so I'm thinking, do you go into a library and just kind of put one on a shelf or put them in starbucks or yeah it could be anywhere i mean you have to you have to be a little careful leaving things in in businesses now because of, you know post 9 um, 11 like i've left i've left some in airports and then i was like hmm, maybe i shouldn't have done that <laughs> <laughs> i know they're calling or, you know, in the, the, the swat team okay it looks like a red canvas yeah. with a heart on it so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh good publicity you know there you <laughs> go. and who's this ed heck guy there's got to be a message here yeah. let's decipher this yeah, but I mean, I'll leave it in front of places like I'll go to museums and leave them out, you know, in front of the museum, you know, because, uh, you know, most likely there's an art lover that's going to a museum, so they'll, they'll appreciate a piece of art. You know, I try to find some places that, you know, it, it you know, it'll be found quickly and not, you know, blown away. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is great. And eight by eight, that's an amazing, that's a great size. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, it was those moments that I could, you know put a bunch in my backpack when I go on out there, you know, take a lot of bike rides sometimes. So I'll throw a bunch of them in my backpack sometimes and just ride around. And then if I see a good location, you know, I'll, I'll drop one off, take a photograph of it, you know, I'll post it up. Um, and then, you know, sometimes people can find it from there or, you know, I'm going to start planning a little better and maybe I'll, I'll let people know where I'm going to leave originals. You know, the prints are okay, you know, but sometimes I'll, I'll make sure I know where, you know, the originals are going to be left so people can get a little heads up. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Well, if you get, you know, get an app going where people can start, you know, almost like the Pokemon Go, just little destinations. <laughs> then... Yeah, I actually just spoke to a guy who has an app out that I'm going to maybe collaborate with him and we'll be doing that with his app where you can leave images and people can find the exact spot. And then even after they take it, the image can remain there so we can see where everything was. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Very cool. Good for you. That's awesome. Now, um, you've got some celebs also on your page, and um, it's funny. I saw the. I just read this whole article about Mason, the child actor, and I see him on your website with you. And oh, Mason Reese. Mason yeah. Reese was that? Uh, yeah, he was the. Um, he was. Oh gosh, it was. Was it Burger King? It was a ton of different commercials. Oh, it was every commercial you could think of during like the seven i mean when we were children you could not know who mason reese was he was like i think he was also like the face of uh dunkin donuts munchkins when they first came out yeah. <laughs> devil would you know raisin brand and every kind of commercial he also had his own uh tv series for a while and he was you know co-host of mike douglas show when he was like yes. you know 10 years old 
Mike Douglas. So that was a great show. Great times. I think simple yeah. times too. <laughs> well, this is awesome. Well, gosh, Ed, this is such a treat. I'm really excited that we're able to finally connect and have you on the show today. Now, I know we've talked about your Facebook and Instagram, but let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you with all of your great contacts. How can they reach you? Well, as you mentioned already, I mean, if you find my Facebook page, that's kind of where I'm most active right now, where I'll put up images and, and things that I'm doing. Um, the website is edheck.com, which, again, like I said, I hopefully it will be updated very soon <laughs> so you can know what's going on. And then I'm also on Instagram, which is just, you know, ed underscore heck Instagram. And I think that's about it. Okay, cool. Well, thank you again so much. I hope you have an amazing, amazing Thanksgiving and holiday season. Um, Yeah, and um, I will put all of Ed's information in the show notes for today's episode. And this is going to be episode 80, 80. So that's your lucky number. If you're you're a lottery winner, a lottery player, then go play (laughs) those numbers. (laughs) Thank you so much, Ed. I really appreciate your time today. Thank you. Thank you. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Did you know that you can get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash rockstar? Audible has over 180,000 titles to choose from that you can download onto your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. And for you, the listeners of the Rockstar Mentor Podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a 30-day free trial to give you an opportunity to check out their service. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash rockstar. Again, that is audibletrial.com slash rockstar for your free audiobook. Well, I will tell you, everyone, that I really enjoyed this conversation with Ed. He is an amazing guy. He's just one of the most coolest people that you're ever going to meet in this art industry. He has been, as you know, as as you've heard, he's been doing this for a long time. And if there's anyone who represents their artwork the best, it is Ed. Because when you look at his artwork, you see a genuine color and a spirit and, and a light that certainly shines. And that is really how I perceive Ed to be when you know him and when you get to know him in person. He's just that genuine type of person. So thank you so much again, Ed, for being on the show today. Now, I want to just remind everyone that if you have not yet subscribed, make sure you do this on iTunes. You can also visit us on the website at rockstarmentor.com, as well as Stitcher Radio and Google Play. So make sure you check us out there. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the Rockstar Mentor podcast today. I am your host, Sonia Paz, and I am thrilled to be able to offer you all of this great advice and experience that I have learned over the years in creating my own art business and developing products and getting my art out to the masses. Any support that you can provide for Rockstar Mentor Podcast, you can visit us at rockstarmentorpodcast.com. We have a variety of different platforms that our podcast is hosted on, such as iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or Google Play. If you enjoy this podcast and you find value in it, please give us a review. It only takes a moment, and it really helps us out on any of these platforms to let others know 
about our podcast. And of course, if you are an artist and you know other artists, please share this podcast with them. That way we can help other people manage and excel in this creative art industry. We also have a Patreon page where you can support the show as little as a couple dollars a month. A little bit does go a long way, especially when you are supporting a podcast like ours, where we are offering you great advice and freebie downloads. Sometimes it just helps with any of the logistical costs it takes just to host the show. All of the information for our show is listed on our website at rockstarmentor.com. We have everything from free downloads to you can listen to the podcast straight from the player on the podcast page. And of course, if you're not much of a listener and you're more of a reader, we do have great show notes in the blog section of the website. We also have a mastermind group that you can join in and sign up for via the website. This way, not only can you participate in some of the conversations, you can join in, give advice or ask questions and other artists will be there to help you out. If you'd like to know more about me and the artwork that I do, you can reach me at soniapaz.com. I have hundreds of products on my website from artwork that I've created that we have transformed into products. We want to help you do this too. Please do sign up on the website, get our VIP notifications and stick with us. Listen and do subscribe. You can reach me directly at mentor at rockstarmentor.com. Thanks everyone for tuning in and look forward to talking to you soon. 